0: This is the Oklahoma Talking Company. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Oklahoma Sports Show. I am Jason Evans, and in person is Jared Kennedy. Jared, how are you doing?
1: Good. We are in studio today.
0: Oh, it's great. Uh, In our friend Tommy's bedroom while they're out playing the... uh, New, old Nintendo gaming system. Everybody's so.
1: out having fun and we're in working. Yeah. Merry, but it's fun work.
0: Merry so. Christmas to all of us. Uh, and Merry Christmas to you, a late Merry Christmas and a happy new year and uh, other holidays that you may celebrate. We just wish you all the best. But Jared, we are here today uh, because it is finally bowl week. Uh, Tulsa took care of business in their bowl game in the Miami Beach Bowl last week and now... We look forward to Oklahoma battling Auburn in the Sugar Bowl and Oklahoma State battling Colorado in the Alamo Bowl. And so this week we want to talk about the bowl games. This will be our last week to talk about predominantly football, Jared. Isn't that kind of sad?
1: It is sad. It's it's funny how fast that the season moves. You know, it seems like it takes so long over the summer to get to football. Then it's like you play your first game. And then just like that, your fantasy football is over the 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 college football's over, and now we're coming to a near end on professional football. So yeah, it's sad. I don't know how to occupy my time Sunday afternoon now. <laughs>
0: yeah, you'll have to have to adjust, but never fear, we will have plenty of college basketball and Thunder basketball to talk about as we head into the winter time. But Jared, uh, let's finish this week off and finish the year off by talking about some football. Let's let's get started with Oklahoma and Auburn in. The all-state Sugar Bowl and uh, Jared this is uh, it's it's a matchup of two uh, powerhouse programs two predominantly uh, top 25 top 15 teams and uh, it, it should be a fun matchup what are what are your thoughts going into this game
1: uh, first off I can't get I can't get away without um, mentioning the Tulsa game kudos to them great season 55-10 blowout I know you will you'll probably mention that later but, uh and you already have, but just had to say what an awesome season they had. And uh, I watched that game and it wasn't much of a game. And uh so, yeah. that, was, so that was fun. But, yeah, getting to this game, uh, you know, it, it's one of those games, you know, OU's kind of been on the uphill climb, you know, since, you know, I'd say around mid-season that, you know, after those first three or four games, they seemed to really got get things going. Um And, and they seem to really be playing well. Um uh, of course, um, with the run game and, and the way Baker's been playing and Westbrook, um, I, I couldn't not lean towards Oklahoma uh, in this matchup. I think Auburn's a good team, but Auburn's one of those teams uh, starting out the year. Nobody really knew who they where, where they were at. You know, um, I didn't see them as uh, you know one of the top teams you know in the SEC uh, this year, uh, and I think they've kind of they've had a few stumbles along the way but i think for the most part they've surprised a lot of, of people as far as the success that they've had uh the season so i think we're looking for a good matchup um but i just think oklahoma is going to be too much for them i think talent wise they they run the field um against auburn and but it's going to be a fun game can't wait
0: yeah uh you know i i agree with everything you've said in in terms of i think the matchup definitely favors Oklahoma, this this Auburn team is not the uh, the offensive team they were that, that that went to the title game in 2013. Uh, you know they, they don't quite have those same horses that I think OU does now. Their defense uh, is is good. They're only allowing 15 points a game. And, um, you know, that's even in, you know, I know we can, we can talk about the SEC style versus Big 12 style. Yeah, they don't ne- generally score as many points in the, the Southeastern Conference, but, you know, 15.6 points a game, that's still pretty, pretty stout defense. And so um, OU is going to have to find ways to score points, um, but, uh, but I just, I like their ability to do so. You know, I was looking, um, actually right now, just looking at some of the game notes, and you know when you when you look at the big play ability of of OU, I mean we've seen it definitely all conference season. Um, it, it just I I don't think Auburn's going to be prepared to to handle something like that. And the games when they when they faced explosive offenses this year were the games that they really struggled and that they really. Uh, Uh, had their had their issues and you know look at like dd westbrook and 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 what he's done this season um you know in the last nine games alone so so basically in conference play he had 57 catches for 1300 yards and 16 touchdowns and you know his average yard per catch was 23 uh, yards uh, per catch and, and really I just I don't think Auburn is going to have the horses to be able to keep up with him if, if if they're single coverage and then if they if they bracket cover him or double cover him uh, that just gives more room for P Ryan or Mixon to to do their thing and so um, I mean I, that that I think just everything leans toward OU I think you know you throw in Mayfield to the mix and his ability to evade uh, tacklers it it just everything swings towards ou in my opinion
1: yeah i i mean i i'm just kind of scrolling down through their you know their schedule from this past season and i mean you know they you just don't see that you know even when you when you match them up side by side with like oklahoma the closest one to having numbers that are somewhat similar to the other you know is probably petway that you know the 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 halfback he you know he's close to mixing but other than that you know Mayfield just his numbers are so much better and I know numbers don't always matter uh, but but still it it doesn't pass the eye test for me when you when you match them up side by side um, y- you think that you know in order for Auburn to win this game they're going to have to control offense and they're they're going to have to uh, find a way to 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 get things going. Um, offensively against the Sooners, I think the one part that Sooners have struggled on is is ha- you have to admit is the agree is the defense. Uh, that's where they're they've been weakest this year. That's where they're vulnerable. And I think for the uh, Auburn to have a shot against them, they're going to have to control the game offensively. Get off to a to a, to a big start, quick start, and. I'll be interested to see if they have that slow tempo game, which they have been showing a lot this summer or this year, this past season. Um, it, but I think that's really their only shot for um, a chance of this game is controlling the game offensively and and kind of taking advantage of, of uh, o- Oklahoma's vulnerabilities, their their weak spots, which is the defense.
0: Yeah, and and it's it's going to be interesting in in that regard because Auburn's strong point on offense, as you mentioned, is is running the ga- the, the ball. They averaged two hundred seventy eight yards on the ground uh, for the season, and then you look at OU's strength on the defensive side of the ball, and that's run defense. They're giving up one hundred sixty yards a game, and I mean it's it's a relative strength because yeah, OU's defense is the weaker part. But to go another step, their real weakness is their secondary. In, in what we've seen this year, and that doesn't play well to Auburn's strength because Auburn is not going to be a team to to throw the ball around uh, only averaging 170 yards passing a game. And and so um, I, I agree if, if Auburn's really going to have a, have a legitimate shot, they're going to have to control – the, the clock and, and control the flow of the game because if, if OU gets to the point where they're scoring quick, if they have 42nd minute, minute 20 drives, uh, I just don't think Auburn's going to be able to keep up. Uh, and and I just, I, I have to feel like OU, um, barring any kind of mental lapse or mental letdown, I just think OU's going to be able to take care of business. And really, Jared, for, for the Big 12, I mean, I think that's good. You know, the last... Uh, last time OU was in the Sugar Bowl, they got that that marquee win over Nick Saban in Alabama. And um, it would be good for for Oklahoma and for the Big 12 for them to get another nice win over against a a top SEC opponent.
1: Yeah, I think nowadays, anytime, you know, nowadays I don't think it it matters what Big 12 team or what SEC team it is. Anytime a Big 12 team faces off against an SEC team. And, you know, I'm not really one of those. I'm not really one to – to, to root for Big 12, you know, like, you know, SEC all seems to power together, and they're, uh, you know, they you, – you see them all rooting together, say, uh, you know, doing the chance, SEC and, and and all that. And I'm not really one for that. I, I like to see Big 12 teams win. But when it comes down to it, listen, I like you or I, or I hate you. And, you know, in this case, um, you know, I want – obviously uh big 12 team to win and it's always good getting that that win against an sec opponent because you get tired of all that defense offensive talk well you know listen put the numbers down let's see who's better in offense versus defense why well, i got so upset a few years back 2011 you know when when uh they had the chance they had the chance to to match up the top ranked big 12 offense against that big time defense in sec and you know they didn't want to do it. They rather, rather see one of those Alabama LSU boring yeah. defensive games. Yeah. But anyways, nor here nor there.
0: Well, I mean it's yeah, I I agree. And you know we we went to the Sugar Bowl last year when Oklahoma State played Ole Miss, and 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 you have you know Uncle Freddie. He's a big time Georgia fan, and we've had those discussions about you know there's that SEC you know. They they're gonna chant SEC and all that kind of stuff. I just don't buy into that. Yeah. I could care less um, when it when it comes down to it. But but I think in bowl season it is kind of nice. And because if right. if you can hang your hat on the opportunity to to beat a quality opponent.
1: Well, listen. I I root for the conference to be tough and competitive. You want your conference to be. Listen. I want the Big Twelve to be the best conference out there. I want them to be legit. So in a stance I root for the Big Twelve to be tough and competitive at the same time, week by week to week, I'm not necessarily rooting for a Big Twelve team against any certain, you know, other opponent. Because when it comes down to it, I, I, I'm not a big twelve guy, you know, and that's just my stance on the matter. Yeah. I'm a team guy. If I like the team, I'm gonna root for the team. You know, if I if I don't I don't. But I do I do want the, the Big Twelve to be tough. So part of me does Root for that a little bit, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and in and, and bowl season, uh, unless you're in the college football playoff, I think that's really, you know, that's what you have to play for is the, the ability as a conference as a whole is to, to say, like, okay, our conference can stack up here and here and here. And that's why these matchups are fun because other than that, I mean, you know, there's recruiting purposes and all that, but there's not a whole lot uh, going on. You know, I was hearing on the news, both these teams are having some trouble selling their ticket allotments Uh, This year, which which, you know, I think is indicative of a lot of things, but I think it's the big pictures. It's the the potential detriment that the playoff is going to have on these bowl games, because I mean, you know we went to the Sugar Bowl because it's the first time OSU had went since they won their national title, you know, in the 45 season. But we wanted to be a part of that just because it's been so long. Well, for for OU fans, for uh, I don't know when the last time Auburn was in the Sugar Bowl, but, but, you know, for OU fans, it was just a couple years ago. And so they've been there, they've seen it, and they know this game doesn't really have any real implications. And I think that that, in the bigger sense, is what's going to hurt the bowl system, besides the fact that there's already too many bowl games and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, that's I guess that's just a random tangent. We don't really need to go down. But I guess I'll say that to say if you're an OU fan and you're trying to decide whether or not you want to go to this game, then just, just do it. If, it. if it makes sense for you financially, go support the Sooners and uh, get out there and, and let them uh, show you what they can do against a nice SEC opponent.
1: Right especially this year. I mean you know, listen. There's been a lot of talk about how down the Big Twelve is. And yeah. And we've we've said here and said that, you know, that we've been pretty pretty down this year too. We've said it ourselves. And so it would be nice to get a, a, a start off with, you know, with a with a Big Twelve win there uh, in the Sugar Bowl.
0: Yeah, I agree. And and um before we talk about Oklahoma State and Colorado, because that's another opportunity for the Big Twelve to get a win against a quality opponent and a former former conference. Team, So that's a fun little matchup. But before we get there, Jared, uh, we haven't had a chance to publicly talk about the Joe Mixon stuff Um, since the videos come out. You know, since since it's all happened in in kind of a week span, uh, the video was released that showed him punching that girl. Um, Stoops had a press conference and addressed it. And then Joe Mixon actually had a press conference and addressed it. But Jared, you and I haven't even really had the chance to talk about it. But, I mean, what are what are your thoughts? Like, wh- what what did you think when you saw that video?
1: Uh, well, uh, it was hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, I think I... and there went... My, ph- my phone died. My bad. Uh, it, it was hard to watch. Uh, you know, I think anybody who watched that for the first time kind of... Uh, kind of flinched back and be like, was kind of caught off guard. And... um you know you don't hit a girl period you don't hit a woman period i don't care i don't care what the what what the cause was what the reason being was um whether she hit you first you know whatever you've uh my stance is i think exactly what 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 i've heard a lot of other people's stance on it is is there is under no circumstance there's there's no time in which it is okay to hit a woman uh if you're fending for your life, if they have a knife, they're coming at you and you you have to do to, to, to save yourself, then, you know, when it becomes defense, life-threatening defense, then sure, you're going to do what you got to do. But in no way can you let a, a, a shove or, or a slap, which he, he stated felt like a man hitting me, and I, I don't buy that. I, you know, I, I think he didn't really know what to say and was looking for an out and and uh, I, I think what it boils down to is um, he didn't like what she had to, to say or do, and he reacted. And I think he reacted not in a good way. Uh, but but under no circumstances is it right. Uh, should that have happened? Under no circumstance, in my opinion, should he have still been on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at the two different spectrums and the two opposite ends on, you know, like what – Mike Gundy has done at Oklahoma State, and this isn't an Oklahoma State OU battle. This this is just uh, giving examples and it's of the way two people dealt with exactly it, a similar situation. Two, uh, absolutely, they're two they're 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 two different ends of the spectrum. Uh, Oklahoma State, you've seen time and time again since Mike Gundy has been has been coach. Um, Prentice Elliott, I the list can go on. Ty, Tyreek Hill, look what Tyreek Hill is doing in the pros right now. Mm-hmm. He is killing it for my Chiefs, and I'm a Chiefs fan. So I, I'm happy for him that he got that other chance. But but you look and see what he – Mike Gunning is a no-nonsense, especially that type of stuff. They screw up, they're off. Where as Stoop has they, – they've had a different approach. Now, a lot of people don't agree with that approach. Um, they want to use it as a – we want to give them a second chance. So that's where it gets real tough for me because I like to think that I'm a compassionate individual and – I completely bl- believe in second chances. I believe in third chances. I believe that I believe that a person could change. I believe that uh, uh, you don't look at somebody's past; you look rather they're, whether you know, heading in the future. And I and I and so it's hard for me to sit here and say um, he doesn't deserve that second chance. So I know I'm kind of all over the place mm-hmm. because it's a it's a very tough it's a tough topic and it's a tough situation because in no way should he have done that it's never right in my opinion he shouldn't have been on the team having said that uh I do believe in second chances and I do believe that he can be sincere and, and, and change and learn something you know from that so I don't think oh you should have gave him that second chance i think it should have they should have moved on with them because then you get the this isn't okay. You know, yeah. it's almost like when you keep them keep them around. Listen, slap them on the hand. Hey, okay, then I'm I, I'm I kind of got away with it. I think it sends a message when you cut a person from the team, saying this is not stand. Now somebody else can come in. Uh, can come in. You know, Oklahoma State's have been on that end as well. Mm-hmm. They they've brought in people that's had you know On Curry with yeah. the, the Oklahoma State basketball Doug team. Doug Gottlieb. Doug Gottlieb. You know. Yeah, those things have happened, and they brought him in. But but I think the difference there is the the coach is making a statement, this is not okay, this is not acceptable. I wish you luck, and yeah. I hope somebody gives you that chance, but it's not acceptable. And so then, yes, he should have been kicked off. Now, having said that, it's it's done and passed. In no way can you kick it. You know, it's like a double jeopardy. You can't, can't go back and, and, you know, repunish him for something he's already been punished for because, you know, Technically, they said they took care of it internally, but yeah.
0: But Jared, I'm see. I don't buy that. Yeah, I I, I understand the idea behind it, but like because because I, I fall in line with everything you've just said. In my opinion, and and I posted an article on on our medium page that uh, kind of about this and what to do with Joe Mixon because that is the question I think now is like where where do you put him now? But but in my opinion, I think Stoops can cut him loose. I think Stoops yeah. can do one of two things. I think he can at I mean, I honestly wish he would do it before the bowl game. But say you've got two choices: you can either declare for the NFL, or or you can transfer. Um, you know, but but either way, you won't have a scholarship and you won't have a place on this team next season. And, and the reason why is because the this is what what Stoops said in his press conference was: if he would have done that today, two years later, he would have been dismissed, no question. Right. And so he alluded to this idea that things have changed so much in the last two years. And and I, I don't I don't buy that in terms of well, because it's changed this would have been, but because it happened two years ago, that's why I I if he if he is a man of integrity and a man of character and if he's a man who believes that that he should have been dismissed, then I don't see a problem with dismissing him. Right. Because here here's he's already got his second chance. He's he's been given the opportunity to play. He's been given the opportunity to succeed and to to further his his football playing career. And he's already been given all that. And and I just think that yeah, it would be you're potentially coming under fire. And I know there's all these questions about precedents and all this kind of stuff, but I don't see why Stoops couldn't cut him loose. Right. And and I mean, I just don't buy this. If Stoops wanted him to have a second chance, Stoops is a man with enough means that he could have said, listen, You're not going to be on the team. You're not going to be on scholarship, but I will pay for a tutor for you to get through and have your college degree because in college athletics, we're here to help you educate yourself so that you can have a career outside of sports. That's what college athletics is for. We all know that's not what it really is, but that's what it's for. And if I really am going to stand by this idea of a second chance, then I'm going to offer, I'll offer to help you. I'll offer to be a father figure. I'll offer to do whatever but you're not going to do it playing
1: football, right? Like I, that, I, that's my thing. You no, know, and I I agree. But but see, this whole thing is I I feel that that listen, there is no way that they they say, well, you know, we didn't see the tape and you know whatever. No, no, that's that's bull. They they knew what the matter was. They knew what happened then. And, and my deal is is for and this is this will sound bad, you know, but for for. And I'm not saying it's the right or wrong thing, but for Stoops to come back and say, uh, you know, it, it, it's almost like like them saving face. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, coming back and saying, yeah, we should have back then. Let's we're we're in hot water right now. The university, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, the president and you know, uh, athletic director, and myself, we're in hot water. So let's save face and let's let's get rid of him. Well, I mean, what's that? My 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 issue with it is. I believe I, I believe when you give somebody a second chance, and I'm not saying they didn't, but I'm saying when you when you have the faith in a kid that says, "Listen, I'm going to stick by you, I'm going to give you a chance, a a second opportunity," you don't you don't have him work towards that and discipline. and then two years later come back and say, "Well, now we're gonna now we're gonna like what message is that sending the kid?" So my my thing, I, I understand what you're saying, but my thing is is. Joe Mixon got off scot-free. I'm not disregarding that. He should have been gone. It should have never have happened. But he made the choice. The coach made the choice. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're sticking with yeah. you. We're sticking behind you. This is going to be your punishment and blah, blah, blah. So at that point, that choice, which I strongly disagree. I, I don't think that should – I think he should have been gone and let somebody else come in. But at that point, I think then you begin – putting your trust back in that kid, working with the kid to, to build his, his reputation back, to to get his life back in order. And so then I think once you start doing that, get, because maybe he did learn from that thing and maybe he was sincere about it. And so now what does that tell the kid two years later when you come back and say, well, we're going to have to, I'm, we're getting a little hot water. We're going to have to, so... I, See, and and I totally,
0: I I understand that, and I don't disagree with it, but I just, at the same time, I feel like we're in a world where Stoops can say, listen, you you have, you've done everything you want to do, and this isn't about me saving face, this isn't about saving the University of Hot Water, this is what should have happened two years ago, but you've benefited from it not happening. And and that's why I said it's the end of the season. I think it's the perfect time to pull him pull him inside the office and say, Listen, yeah. these are your two options as far as the University of Oklahoma yeah. football goes. And, I'm not gonna disagree with that. Yeah, you know, and, and so it's just and I think the I guess the point out of all this is it's like there there is no right answer and easy answer other than two years ago he should have got kicked right. off. But it didn't happen. So now right. there's all the you know, you it, you can you know, talk about it and talk about it. It's the
1: way it's the way, you know you don't ever look at somebody else's kid and tell the parent how they're supposed to discipline their kid. Yeah, (laughs) You leave that up to the parent. Everybody has their own ways of discipline and punishment and and parenting. Everybody Mm -hmm. has their own parenting ways. Yeah, that's good. And and so, you know, I I would never be one to say, uh, this is not the correct way to parent your kid. Yeah, Yeah. You know, because whether I agree with that or, or not, you know... Uh, it, it, those are those kind of bite your tongue. You just have to let the parent deal with them the way it should. And, and I think in, in this situation, I'm not going to, I'm going to try to tell Stoops what he should have done because <laughs> he should you know, he shouldn't have let him back on. I mean, yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. That was the wrong call. Like he should have been gone, yeah. especially after you see that video. Yeah, There is no way you could watch that video and think this is Okay. I mean, there, so I completely agree. I disagree with what, how he handled it. Yeah, yeah. Having said that, he's the parent in this situation, and this is how he disciplined his kid, and whether we like it or not, you know, I just think it's awful hard once you once you tell a kid, you know, instill that faith in him that, listen, I'm going to stand by you, you know, same way a parent would with their kid. You should not have stole this, and I, I kind of let you off Scott free but listen— uh, you're gonna learn from it, and then two years later, it be brought back up, and then you know you discipline them. Then I'm just thinking, what are you teaching your kid? Because what if your kid really has changed? You know, a lot of people say, "I well, ain't changed. He, he didn't learn anything." Well, we don't know that. We don't know that. Yeah. And so I, it's just one of those, it's one of those, you know, tricky situations that unfortunate situation because we shouldn't even be sitting here talking about it. Because I mean. What it comes down to is a reaction mm-hmm. and, and, and that's a reaction is what has caused this big uh, this big uproar and this big and, and unfortunately, you're seeing it more and more you know and and you could you could say, well, it's because of media media social media has now gotten so big that they're they're finding these stories and they're finding players doing that. I'm not saying it didn't happen 20 years ago. It we didn't hear about it as yeah. much is that because it wasn't happening or is because there you know social media isn't where it is today and so it's unfortunate that, that stuff's even happening and uh, y- you know you have to <clears throat> you just have to hope that the coach really is invest you know want to see make an investment in that kid's life rather than he's a stud back and yeah. we need him for our team yeah. you know so you just t- like to trust that he's making that decision and, and that the players learn from it but it's a bad bad situation and um, in, in no way do I condone it so
0: yeah and and I guess that's the there's there's no way we can go back in time and, and change anything and it's just a, a matter of, of we we have to learn and this is one of those situations where life and sports you realize you have to realize what's more important. Right. And like this, it, it just, we cannot let this happen and you can't overlook it. And you can't, you know, if, if they're an athlete or not, like it just shouldn't happen. It just, it just can't. So, um,
1: but, but yeah, that, yeah. I mean, hope it turns out well. I mean, look, look listen, look, look at Ray Rice. Look yeah. at, look at Tyreek Hill. Yeah. I mean, those are incidents where, you know, Tyreek for, you know, got kicked off and, 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 Gundy had to trust that you know he was going to learn from this, and and I don't I don't know that Tyreek's changed. Yeah. Hopefully he hasn't, but he has he's been out of the press. You know he hasn't been having those headline stories, and he's and he's just succeeding. I mean he's I mean he's playing phenomenal. He's like he's one of the one of the first players to record like a a punt mm-hmm. return, a touchdown, and a rushing TD all in one game. You know he's like one of three, or whatever. But so I mean it, it can happen. Players change. You know, kind of the same thing with Westbrook. Yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. And and this is what's unfortunate for, for Mixon and is that for, for whatever reason, whoever it was that really tried to block that video getting out, he would have benefited, I think, a lot more if it had been released two years ago as of, as of now. Because, yeah. you know, you've got to feel like, I mean, uh, you've got to feel like if it would have been released two years ago, he would have been off the team. Right. Because then the public eye is just too, too big. But in the similar situation to Tyreek, he, he could have got another opportunity. And Mixon is a good enough athlete. Mm-hmm. It, you know, he's, he's likely kind of like Hill. He, he's got the ability. It doesn't matter what school he plays at. Right. He's going to have the opportunity to, to go to the next level. And so this is what hurts Mixon right. more than anything, in my opinion, is the fact that it took two years for this to come out.
1: Yeah, I mean it's going to affect his draft. I mean, if he yeah. were to declare, I think he's dropped around. Yeah. you know, possibly from this, just because he now has the red flag over his head. Yeah, absolutely. I see. That's what puzzles me about the whole thing. I cannot, I cannot believe somebody would be so ignorant to think that this video would never get out. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, if I was on Mixon's side, you know. Fighting for him, I'd be saying, "Listen, let's get ahead of this thing, because it's getting out. I mean, there's no way, with the way me is these days, that it's not going to not get out. Yeah. yeah. So I that kind of that kind of caught me off guard, the fact that they would even think that. So yeah, I definitely agree.
0: Yeah, it's it's a it's a terrible situation no matter what, and I guess it's just a. Hopefully, it can be a lesson for for everyone. I mean, it's you know this well, is just. I think just it's going. I think you know. it's going to be a
1: lesson for Stoops, you know, yeah. Bourne, you know, all, Castiglione. I think all those guys are going to learn from this because the next incident that comes up yeah. like this, I can guarantee you, they're probably going to be more on the. It, it's probably some players probably ain't going to benefit from it because. A uh, 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 more of a misdemeanor, whatever you want to call something that's not to this extent, you know, beating yeah. somebody, but more uh, on a lesser scale <laughs> may reap, you know, what what this thing brought, you know, simply because they're probably going to have more of a no tolerance uh, thing from here. You you would think, now. yeah,
0: it, it's kind of that whole, you know, the reason we have rules in place always reser- re- results from something happening previously. Yep. And so, and the the reason insurance covers certain things and not certain things right. is because of something that happened previously. And so, yeah, uh, this is definitely going to be one of those situations I think where uh, it, it will not happen again Roy in Williams. this situation.
1: Yeah, you get the Roy Williams horse collar. You, that's how he brought people down. Yeah, and then, now they've made that a rule. Now it's rule. illegal. Yep. So, yeah.
0: well, let's let's go ahead and switch gears and 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 let's take our look uh, our, our eyes to San Antonio for the Alamo Bowl. Uh, and Jared, this is—it's—I've I've got to be honest with you. This is kind of a matchup I'm looking forward to: Colorado and Oklahoma State. Uh, Colorado comes in at 10 and three, the runner-up in in uh, the, the Pac-12, lost to Washington in the title game, and then Oklahoma State coming in at nine and three, uh, the runner-up in the Big 12, lost in the de facto Big 12 title game. Um, if, when you look at these teams, kind of in a similar scenario to the OU Auburn game, it's—it's it's, you look at an offensive. Uh, team in Oklahoma State versus a little bit more of a defensive team in Colorado and uh, what are your thoughts coming into this game
1: I think uh, I always like Oklahoma State's chances better in the bowl games towards the end of the season and my, my reason being is because I think Gundy's more Gundy Gundy a lot of times plays more conservative according to where his season's at. And and if we're fighting for not losing a game so we can get in better shape the next game, I think we tend to get more um more um, what's the word? Complacent, more you yeah, know, yeah. we hold back a little, little, more little bit. Yeah, a little little more vanilla um simple because we don't want it's kind of the I refer to the Chiefs a lot, but I watch them a lot, kinda of, kind of the Alex Smith, he's a game manager. Mm -hmm. We don't throw the ball down fields because we want to try to prevent turnovers. We would rather not go for the big plays in risk of making the big turnover. And I think Oklahoma State gets like that a lot of times towards the end of the season because, you know, we're wanting to better ourselves the next game, which some it works sometimes, and I don't necessarily like it because I like, hey, let's – Put the pedal to the metal yeah, and let's yeah. see what we can do. Having said that, I think a lot of times, um, once we get to the bowl game, there's nothing after that. So I think a lot of times we, we tend to do a few more things that we haven't seen all season. We're a little more creative. We don't hold back as, as much. Um, and, and so I think, I think going into this game, I think, um, uh, like you said, a, a, a previous Big 12 team, you know, one that, you know, we've had some close games with. I, I remember some, some triple overtime games we, we had with Colorado. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a no-hold-back type game. I think we're going to come at them. We're going to kind of give them the old, you should still be in the Big 12. You know, you left <laughs> us nudge. Uh, let, let's show you, you know, that the Big 12 is for real and and uh, we, we don't mess around, you know, so... I think it's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be fun to watch, just to see how we how we come into the game, how we how we approach the game. So I'm looking forward to it. I we're not going this year. We we usually travel a lot to those games, but uh, we decided to take this year off. Maybe maybe we'll change our mind <laughs> still got a Wednesday. Few days. <laughs> we still got a few days, but I think it's going to be a fun game and and I look I look forward to seeing what we got up our sleeve.
0: Yeah, I as you pull your sleeves up, yeah. I like that. Um, See, now that we're in person, we, we get to see that. That's, right. That's great. Uh, you know, I I think it'll be interesting too. I I you have seen Gundy loosen up a little bit and in, in his play calling and do a little more trick trickery and and whatnot in these bowl games. And so uh, when you when you look on paper, it, it, it'll be an interesting matchup because you know OSU averaging almost 500 yards a game on offense, and Colorado only gives up 328 yards. And that's a, that's a very big difference, and you know something has to give. And, and, and part of that is I think Colorado plays a little bit more of a tempo game. They try to control the clock a little bit, um, so probably keep those numbers down to, to a degree. But it'll be interesting to me. This is, what, this is probably what will dictate my outlook on the whole game, win or lose, Jared, is how much will Gundy sell out to the run in the first quarter? Because, you know, Colorado is a team, they, they, they give up 145 yards on the ground a game. And in Oklahoma State here towards the end of the season, I mean, they showed the ability to run the football. Even against OU, you know, the first half, they ran the ball effectively. And, and I, what concerns me in these games is how much will, will Gundy fall in love with the run, whether it's successful or not. Um, And that's one thing that that I'm going to keep an eye on, especially in the first quarter, because if it's successful and you're moving and you're scoring touchdowns, that's great. But, but if you're, if you're moderately moving or you're getting into field goal range and that's it, that's when I'll going into the second half, that's where I'll, I'll start kind of getting a little bit worried about that that game plan. But that's, that's probably me The growing up in, in Oklahoma state territory and just, right. you know, feeling more hesitant, but you know, Colorado, they, they, on the, uh, looking at them, I guess when you, what concerns OSU fans should be their ability to run, uh, the football, uh, uh, Lindsay, who that name should sound familiar, uh, to, to Oklahoma state fans, Philip Lindsay, I think he's a, a cousin or a nephew of Tony Lindsay and Gabe Lindsay who played uh, there at Oklahoma State. But, you know, he he's had a great season. Uh, he's got over 1,000 yards, uh, uh, 1,189 yards, and 16 touchdowns. And so he's he's shown the ability to get into the end zone. And, um, you know, OSU's front four or three, whatever they decide to go with, I mean, they're going to have their hands full uh, on that line.
1: Yeah, I. you were mentioning, you know, whether we would commit or bail or, you know, whatever from the – What's going to be interesting is, like you said, Colorado has more of that slow tempo, slow things down, which historically has given Oklahoma State. We usually struggle with that type. Yeah. It's kind of the, the Kansas State approach. Anytime a team goes to start controlling the clock, I mean, we, we we have a tough time every year, no matter if they're highly ranked or down low ranked. That's the way Bill Snyder runs his teams, you mm-hmm. know, that control the pace and it gives us fits. I mean because I think a lot of times we try to we try to play their game. Okay, you're going to slow it down, we're going to slow it down too and it, and it ends up not working out for us. So my only my only concern is is if they play that slow t- I don't I don't want to I don't want to get away from what we do. Yeah. Now, there's a difference between slowing the the game down rushing and then you know, playing your place and still rushing the ball. You can have a you can have an up tempo pace while running the ball. You know, an up tempo pace does not mean you're slinging it around every single down on the thing. It, it just simply means we're not we're not ticking that time clock down. You know, that play clock down every single. You know, letting that t- to tick every every second that we can off the clock before we snap it. We're we're so I don't want to get away from our game plan. I I I think if we I think we will come out running the ball, and I think we will for one reason because I think I think this is also an opportunity to To work on a few things for next year, mm-hmm. and, and when you got a guy like Hill coming in, um, having the season that he had, I think uh, I think absolutely he's going to get his touches, and we're not going to bail from it because we're going to want to also be working. You're you're trying to win the game, and you're trying to get a you know an Alabama Bowl title and get ten wins and get ten wins. But at the same time, you're looking for the future always, and so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting, huh? I think I think we'll do our fair share on the ground. I think we'll be successful on the ground, but I just hope we don't slow our game down. I hope we don't try playing their game. I hope we come out and we, we keep the tempo and I hope we make them play our game.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, there's just a couple more things to watch for. You know, Colorado's uh, quarterback, Safefo Laufau. He's he's got 2100 yards passing but 500 yards rushing so so he's shown that ability to to move around in the pocket and get positive yardage which is another thing Jared that has has caused Oklahoma State problems in the past defensively and so that'll be something to keep an eye on but then on the flip side um you know I, what's weird about this year Jared is is going back over the course of the season I think the expectations for perfection for Mason Rudolph are so high. You know, even for us, we talked about in the early, in the early going, especially how many games that Rudolph just didn't look sharp, didn't look great. Um, you know, but he's sitting here, he's, he's 300 yards away from 4,000 on the season, you know, 25 touchdowns, four picks. Uh, you know, he's, he's ended up having such a quality season and, Mm. and, I think he's got the opportunity to prove his worth in this game against going against a quality secondary in Colorado. Um, this is a game where he can really, really succeed uh, if, if, if he's put in the positions to succeed. If he's put yeah. if, if you know the offensive game plan allows Washington opportunities to get open and it allows opportunities to find Chris Lacey as that third receiver and McCleskey across the middle. Um, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Rudolph can do in this game and, and against a quality opponent, you know, I was looking at Colorado schedule. They've got three losses, but I mean, just, here's their three losses at Michigan at USC and they lost by 21 to 17 at USC and then at Washington in the, the PAC 12 championship. And so, you know, those are three top 10 playoff teams according right. to the rankings. And so, um, They've been tested and yeah none of, on it like if when you look at statistically they don't have any big wins as far as like you know quality right. opponent or or whatever you know they did win in Washington State and Utah and all that kind of stuff but but they've been tested and so they're not going to be afraid of Oklahoma State and on the flip side Oklahoma State's been tested and so it, I just I I'm just excited about I think the it's a good
1: it's a good opportunity to be seen. Yeah. For Rudolph, you know, Rudolph was in doubt about whether to come – you know, I think he sent in his papers mm-hmm. to see kind of where, where he stood in the draft. And and I think he probably got some notes back, you know, showing what he needs to work at, you know, where he stands and all that stuff. But games like this is what projects a person, mm-hmm. you know, puts them up, you know, higher in the draft and all that stuff. Look at Brandon Whedon. I think, I think his big games that he had – um catapulted him up you know in the draft it ended up being a, a first run draft pick which a lot of people didn't think he would go that high yeah. simply because of his age you know and his you know m- mobility um, handcuffs that he had had <laughs> on there but um games like this is what kind of catapults players up kind of the thing so yeah when you get a chance uh, in an Al-Bow, a nationally viewed uh, game to come out and perform against a quality Uh, opponent in Colorado this is his opportunity to show us what he's got and I think you're exactly right I think for most of the season he played with too high of expectation I think too too much was put hey he's gonna be this good Mm -hmm. he's gonna he's gonna do this and do that and I think it was a lot of pressure on him and I think he he tried I think that's why we saw a lot of overthrown balls and a lot of a lot of misfires because I think he like you said he, he he was trying too hard to be perfect and I think midway through the season you started seeing him relax a little bit and and realize hey you know I just need to play my game and he got better as the season went on and so I think I I hope that he uh, I hope he's relaxed during this game and kind of a no pressure into the season this is it you know th- there's nothing you know nothing that's going to bring our season down any worse. You know, so I I hope he relaxes and plays well, and and uh, that will catapult him for for the beginning of next year. Yeah, and uh, really get him some talk, and and in, in turn get because he's got the weapons around him, and and our lines playing playing better. Um, I think it could be a good game for the Cowboys, and 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 I hope I hope I hope they go out there and take care of business. I just see no reason to be timid. I just hope we unleash the cats. And we get after him.
0: Yeah, and that that will be something to look for, and, and I think that's what every Oklahoma State State fan is looking for. And and uh, you know, you mentioned Rudolph and his draft stock, and and you know, there was the Instagram snafu this this past week where you know he said something about one last time or or something like that. And then immediately he changed his post to say one last game, you know, this year or some right. one last time this right. year or something like that. And one so, last time. What do you mean? You know, like, so, yeah. Immediately, immediately all the speculation. And so, you know, let's do this, Jared, let's wait until after both of these games are played and then we'll play a game yeah. of staying or going. And we'll look right. at OU and OSU and, and, uh, and, 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 and their players and say, okay, are they going to stay right. for 2017? Are they going to go ahead and jump to the NFL? But, um, it it i'm i'm glad it's it's officially bowl week you know we've had games here there and and we do need to talk about Tulsa a little bit since we didn't have a show last week um they they did exactly what you wanted them to do they they exceeded our expectations um uh, you know that defense held them to 10 points and and like you said you watched it i got to watch it too it wasn't even close
1: you you saw in that game this is an exact example of of you being able to see where your program's at because, okay, you look at you, you're talking earlier with Oklahoma, and we could, we can, I think, start to throw Oklahoma State now into that mix. I've seen a little bit of letdown, um, Oklahoma State and Alamo Bowl. I think tickets aren't selling as, as fast as maybe they usually do because mm-hmm. in, in the, the past recent years, we're going to the Sugar Bowl, we've been to the Fiesta Bowl. Oklahoma State's starting to get a piece of that. Hey, listen. I don't want to just settle for this Alamo Bowl, you know. I want, I want. Not that the Alamo Bowl isn't a great bowl, and I'm not saying that they're not excited about it. But you could see that, you know. OU kind of the same way. You talked about having a hard time selling those tickets. They're national title type, type team, you know. The, that's their tradition. We we play for titles, and so when those teams don't make the titles. I'm not saying they're not excited about going to the Sugar Bowl and stuff like that, but it is a letdown, yeah. you know, to fans, to players. Hey, we expect to play for titles. We don't, we don't settle for the second best. You look over on Tulsa's end. You saw a team the other night that listen, this is big time. We are playing yeah. in this bowl. It's a, it's a big bowl for us. We're playing, you know, against this team like t- a chance to be ten and three, 10 wins. Like you saw them flying around the field; they were having a blast. Yeah, they were loving the fact they were playing in bowl season. You know, down in Miami, they were having the time of their life, and I think that that's showing them. That's showing that you know where they're at. Like they they exceeded expectations this year. I think I think there's few that that thought you know yeah they should have won. Navy, it would have been nice to beat that game. It wouldn't have been nice to beat Houston, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you can't sit at the beginning of the season and thought they would be any better than where they ended up. And I'm not saying they couldn't have been. I'm just saying things are on the up for them. Mm -hmm. And they were excited to be there. They were excited to play in that game. And you could tell they, they, they roasted them 55 to 10. I mean, unbelievable unbelievable yeah. game great way to end the season
0: yeah I agree and you know what my favorite part of that game was they they were up 27 to 10 go or 27 to three going into the half and you know it's they were had complete control totally dominant and in the third quarter they still put up 21 more points right and you know, so just like that, they 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 just they they showed, hey, there's not gonna be any let up. We're just gonna go right. and dominate, do our thing. Dane Evans in his last game, three hundred five, three hundred four yards, five touchdowns, uh, which is amazing. In a uh, bowl, yeah. yeah. Brewer, seventeen carries, one hundred five yards in his last, and then Flanders, uh, you know, who who uh, will likely come back next year, seventeen carries for a hundred yards, and and then you know they they made it, uh, uh, they the. Uh, Oh, I just, uh, Atkinson got his 73 yards. He actually finished with 131. And so Tulsa becomes the first team in, in Division One football to have a 3,000 yard passer, 2,000 yard rushers, and 2,000 yard receivers. And I mean, that's, uh, you consider in the history right. of college football, in major college football, that has never happened you know right. you look at like the 08 oU team which you know had the offense of the century and you look at like the 005 USc team and and I mean even in the modern era this has never happened right and I mean that's just that is just really really cool yeah and
1: people could say well they're in this conference and they're that hey listen that doesn't matter it doesn't matter. I guarantee you they come to the big 12 this year they did the, they do the exact same thing yeah. because uh, that's the type of talent they had on that team and that's the kind of fire that they played with you know, it's you know, it's uh, – I just think it was cool, you know, with Montgomery staying so far, hopefully yeah. hopefully nothing, nothing crazy, crazy happens. happens and he leaves. But that's just a team that's fired up about – it's a program fired up about where they're at and you could see it. You know, you look at Houston and they knew that they were without – you know, their coach was leaving, took a better job, and they kind of played like that, you know, and they got beat. You know, Tulsa – Hey, our coach is with us at least for another year. He's sticking with us. He wants to be with us. He wants to build our program. You know, he wants to go above where we are this year. Uh, he wants to win a conference title here with us. Yeah. And so that fires him up. And uh, I, it's going to be so fun over the summertime reading about Tulsa and 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 their um, spring camps and all this stuff yeah. because everybody's going to be fired up uh, going into the the twenty seventeen. Seasons, it's going to be a lot of fun
0: yeah it it, it will be they they lose some key pieces uh, right. going into next year obviously they're going to, have to replace Evans and Brewer and which is and, big and, big time, yeah, time they're, replacements they're big time replacements but I, I agree I think you've got to look at what Montgomery is doing and he, the the potential is there for him to build a consistent winner um, for as long as he's there and maybe even build something that will last right. uh, even if he were to go somewhere else in the future, but uh, we better wrap it up, Jared. Uh, This is our last show of 2016 and uh, this will be our last predominant football show for, for a while. And uh, it's almost sad to see it go, but um, do you got any last thoughts as we head into the new year?
1: Uh, I look for a lot of great things in 2017, you know, speaking specifically on sports, you know, I'm excited about where Oklahoma state basketball is going um, I think Oklahoma has, regardless of how much talent you think they do or don't have, they got an amazing coach. Mm-hmm. And, and Kruger's going to have them playing um, good ball. But I'm just excited about the uh, – just everything ha- – I'm excited about basketball season, college into professional, you know, the Thunder. I'm excited about Russell Westbrook. Can he keep up this this amazing game, you know, triple-double average – That can he be? You know, the first player to or second player to Mm -hmm. average, you know, a triple triple double. I mean, there's a lot of things out there that are going to be exciting for 2017 uh, to see that can happen, And, and I'm excited to see where where everything lands at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, there'll be a lot to look forward to, and so we will tackle that in the new year. And uh, we'll have recaps of the the bowl games next week, and then we'll also talk about conference play starting in basketball. and And as we're on our way out, I've got to echo your sentiments exactly about all those things you're seeing now that we're into conference play in college, and things are really starting to heat up in the NBA. Once Christmas hits in the NBA, it starts getting yeah. getting real, and so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and it'll it'll be a lot to talk about during the
1: winter months. How fun! Was it watching Kevin Durant fall <laughs> down in the last seconds and losing that game? Sorry, I had to throw that there. Anyway, well,
0: isn't it amazing how how quickly Oklahoma people <laughs> I know they in Oklahoma turn. become Cleveland they, fans? They in, turn. In yeah, and I can't
1: stand LeBron at the time, but boy, I was rooting for him.
0: Oh well, it was, and I, Kyrie got that that amazing shot there at the end, but the the t uh, the t wolves came to town and they they went home right. uh, losers so that that is always uh the better scenarios when oklahoma city gets the win right. but so this has been the oklahoma sports show follow us on twitter at ok sports show hit us up on facebook email us at oklahoma sports show at gmail.com and you can always go to oklahoma and get all our latest shows and uh, blog posts and all that kind of stuff and make sure you subscribe to the show leave us a review and uh, we'll, we'll mention you on name. Even if you want to be a hater, we, we enjoy the haters as well. But we really enjoy the people who like listening. So uh, that's it for this show. That's it for this year. And uh, we'll be back in 2017. For Jared Kennedy, I'm Jason Evans. And we will see you later.